Complicated and obviously crazy lives of millennials because we technically still are those. I mean, we will always be millennials. That is very true. We're just older. <laughs> that is very true as well. I am a person in desperate need of a full body massage, but you can call me Teach. <laughs> and I am. Um, <laughs> Natalie, but also a person who needs a drink but doesn't need a drink because she needs to quit drinking. I know. We all should have another shot before we started this episode. But it's too late now. I do have some tequila. I do. But that is besides the point. Until we take a break, we can read up. You know, because that's how that was. Anywho, thank you all for joining us again on Lovely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Another episode of this show that we do bi-weekly because, you know, that's how we roll mm-hmm. in the words of Sierra and Christopher Maurice. That's um, his full name. Christopher Maurice Brown. Uh-huh. Yes. Maurice. Maurice. That reminds me of what show was that? Ready to Love. What? <laughs> Remember it was like you were like, that's that nigga name? No, this was I'm definitely thinking of like Oh, this is Rocket Power. Somebody's middle name on Rocket Power is Maurice. <laughs> I think it was uh, Twister. Twister's real name was Maurice. Yeah, we'll just go with that. And that's fine. Anywho, yes, we're here for another episode of this lovely thing. And we've switched up the format. So we're just going to jump in to what... I'm going to call a melanin moment, mm-hmm. which if you've listened to our teaser, then you know what that is. But I do have this week a lovely business to highlight because I've actually liked them. I've used them at work. They've come out for a market and they've been great. And the name of said business is Black. I'm, I'm going to probably butcher it because they never actually told me how to say it. But I think it's Black Flox because it's P. It's B-L-A-C-K because Black. And mm-hmm. P H L O X. Wouldn't you say that black? P H L O X. Black flocks? Flocks, yeah. Right. Anyway, they are a candle company based in this lovely city that Natalie and I reside. Well, you know, that we are in. And they're a candle company and they are amazing. I've had them out for one of the markets at work and the candles smell amazing. They also have wax warmers and sprays. And they just recently had a grand opening of a brick and mortar. So y'all should totally go check them out. The candles smell amazing. 
They even have one. I saw one recently on their thing that said holiday bougie shit. That's a scent. So you should know. They are a black owned business as well as the, okay, I'm gonna get this right. LGBTQIA plus. <laughs> so add all that. Um, their email is blackflocks.com or you can find them on the Instagram at blackflockscandleco. I was wondering why do you abbreviate a company with co? Like, could they just. Uh, anyway, anyway or comp, but I guess that would have another meaning to it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But anyway, yes, find them on this lovely website. I've enjoyed their candles. So let me know. Let us know what you think in the comments because I I thought they were good. I, we've had a couple candle companies out to at work. I'm not gonna get my businesses man. But they were actually the best ones. Like the candle quality was really good and it actually smelled good. Like from the candle, I, I haven't burned them yet. So if y'all do get them, let me know. I'm curious because then maybe I'll stop using them. <laughs> <laughs> JK, JK. No, they've been great. And they also do candle making classes. So if you want like a painting with a twist S kind of thing, you can go to their studio and actually build, That's make cool. your own candle, whatever like that. We're actually going to bring them in to do a Valentine's. Candle that would be thingy. very fitting, right? You know, like it's, it's a thing, but no, they do all kinds of candle things. They also sell like the candle with trimmers with all kinds of other stuff. So, yeah, check them out. Let them know that crazy little box sent you. I don't know if they'll know who that is, but you can tell them who sent you, and I'm sure they will know. Anything, yes, that's been that's our melon moment, which we'll try to bring every week because we like we like black, shit. Mm-hmm. you know, when they do the right. Shit. Right, because that's another thing I think we should we can talk about is just like sometimes black customer service don't be hidden. But I will say from my interactions with this specific company, they have been great. Customer service has been amazing when we brought them out. Like they're very attentive. Like they had good quality. So check them out. And in the comments, let us know other black businesses that are in that have to be interesting because we know we have. I want I want to say international. I don't know if we have international listeners. But let us know in our area of Houston or Beaumont or Texas in general who we should spotlight. Maybe we'll show up to their place and be like, you were right or you were wrong. Exactly. <laughs> Some people be um, be wrong. Mm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But anyway, is there any, do you have any announcements? Is there anything going on that you want to promo to the people before we um I was gonna take a quick break before we actually jump into the topic since this is a a tease episode, oh, which I haven't told her what it is, but I feel like it'll be fitting in an interesting conversation. Hopefully, Natalie um, can give us some some Natalisms. But yeah, any announcements? Anything going on in your life that you want to just touch on before we jump into a break, real quick? No, not as it pertains to like a melanin moment. Um, I don't think there's anything that I can particularly think of aside from the fact that, you know, I, I continuously still watch the Parkers every night. 
I think that is the blackest of the blackity black 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 things. And that's always been your thing. And I think it's weird because like in when it comes to sitcoms, Parker's always been yours. And I think for me, Girlfriends is always in mine. And I've never watched Girlfriends. I don't think I've seen every episode. Episode here and there. I've seen every I know. episode to of the Parkers last time I feel like multiple you times. Into one-on-one, though, you- oh, I've I've seen that a couple of times. So yeah. the Parkers, Mama killed him. Mama killed him. Mama <laughs> killed him. No, that's that's really cool. No, okay. Well, let's not get on. But I have watched Insecure multiple times now too. Um, so that has been nice because. I think that is like our age. Our age. Yeah. yeah. Look, which technically, I guess, for, maybe Nikki was our age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Kim was like 19. She was so. going to college, but my mama was already past college. Yeah. But no, she couldn't have been. She was like 36, age. maybe. I was like, because if she was 19, my mama couldn't have been 30. Uh, yeah. Not that 11 year old mom. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so I know it's been quick, but we're working on the new format here, so we're gonna take a quick break. Mm-hmm. But before we go to said break, make sure you listeners out there um, have the crazy cocktail that we have for this week. And if you don't know what that is, go check our Instagram right now, press pause, go to the store, get the ingredients and make the drink. And we'll be waiting. No, go Literally, to the store. Right here. I mean, there's a pause feature on podcasts for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yes, go get all the shit that you need. Check our Instagram to make sure you got the right recipe because it does matter. And then we'll be here waiting for you when you get back to jump into this episode. That is a Teach production this week. Because, <laughs> because you know, when it's Teach, it's always a little bit unruly. So, mm-hmm. hmm. We'll see. And of course, Natalie does not know what we're jumping into. So I'm almost even more excited at the fact of what this topic is that Natalie doesn't know. So yes. I'm a little nervous. As you should be. I need more drinks. We will get us our shots while they go get their drinks. Because what did we say we were going to be this season? Vulnerable. You said that? I didn't. Mm-hmm. We all said it. As in me, you, and the collective in the room. Okay. Mm-hmm. We said it. Anyway, get your drinks. We'll be back for some fun. It is a teach episode here, and I am. I'm trying to. I was thinking of this because I saw some things on Twitter or X, whatever, you know, whatever you're feeling. Since with those names, and also was going through some things at the time, and was like, I feel like this is a fitting topic. So. I am going to, we're in our love bag because love is always a touchy-esque 
subject when it comes to people around our age because we're always trying to find it. But I'm finding it to take you down to find it. It do. It do. It do. It <laughs> um. But I, I want to jump into something. We've kind of touched on this, I think, before in maybe season one. But I don't think that we went into the depths that I would like to go or into the conversation of this time of breakups. But I don't want to hover on the breakups. This will be kind of like a two-part-ish. I don't say two-part episode because we, in last season, we broke up like a part one, part two. Mm -hmm. But I want to have a conversation because I don't want us to be all depressing mm -hmm. this season because that seems to be where my episodes were last. <laughs> it's slightly depressing because that's what I was going through. But in this situation, I want to go from breakups to starting over. So we'll start in a little bit of a and then we will go to a lighter place of being better and blah, blah, blah. So I think the way that I want to start this conversation off is when you're dealing with a breakup, whether it be friend-wise or relationship-wise or any other instances of where you've had to break up with something, what is your immediate emotion that comes up whenever there's a breakup or some kind of separation that's happening? What does that feel like for you? Um... Immediate emotion, I mean, it would be just sadness. Okay. I feel like um, if we're thinking about like just immediate, immediate, mm -hmm. and not really knowing like what I'm actually feeling, it probably would just be anger because okay. anger is just what comes up for a lot of people okay. because they're not allowing themselves to feel what it is that they need to really actually feel. Um, but I will say for obviously, um, recently, <laughs> um, it was just like a lot of sadness, disappointment, but just like that, basically that. I mean, mm -hmm. there was some anger in it just because it was just like, God damn, like, okay. This is where we at. <laughs> so this is how we go. This is how we go in this. But mm -hmm. I think for me, it was more so like immediate emotion, just just disappointment. Disappointment probably was mm -hmm. top. Yeah. Um, for me, but and that's just when it comes to love. Right. Um, right. And that's kind of what I can speak to for that one. But mm -hmm. what about for you? I think with me because I haven't been in very many relationships and I think for the first relationship which was high school whenever that breakup happened it was relief <laughs> which is sad <laughs> um, yeah we're not gonna cut that part out no we're not because that's honest and I think it was just like whew glad that's done and I think for the most recent one it, it was sadness and I'm trying to make sure that I'm feeling like trying to bring myself back to that spot I think it was sadness but then also I think for me confusion mm -hmm. because how did we get here mm -hmm. how did we get to the point where this is what was happening how did you get here <laughs> bitch I caught the bus anyway so so I just can't hear the I would say that that's where it was because uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm just going to leave it at that for now. Is mm-hmm. that it was a, a mixture of sadness and confusion because in the the most recent situation, it was like what I thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it takes time, obviously, to get to the point where it's just like, hey. Right. But I think in the immediate, it was sadness and confusion. Mm-hmm. So similar to how you said it. And I was looking on, like I said, Twitter or X, whatever you just choose to use that as and someone had tweeted <laughs> and I thought this was funny because I feel like we can both <laughs> agree to a certain extent but you're not on a social media as much as I am mm-hmm. but it was like someone tweeted at the end of the relationship the competition of who can pretend to be happier on social media <laughs> <laughs> and I was like for me yes for you I feel like you don't post social media yeah. so it's like it's never that thing but for me that's how I be feeling like okay I gotta show you like I might be dying inside but I gotta let you think I'm the happiest ever and it brings up uh, <laughs> oh fuck there's a song Rascal Flatts and Natasha Bedingfield Easy where they talk about like he don't know how much how, he don't know oh, what does she say he don't know how hard it is to make it look so easy. Mm-hmm. That you're on this person. And I'm like, I feel like all of us look those phases of like trying to make it seem like, no, we good. Mm-hmm. While, the, while we like. <laughs> anyway, yes. So that one. And then so I think brings up to the point of like us trying to make everything like look so easy with it. But what would you say when it comes to breakups is the hardest part of a breakup? So going back to what you just said about like mm-hmm. doing that, obviously I'm I post on social media, but it's not like to the mm-hmm. extent that right. for me I feel like me not engaging at all. Like it's more so of a I'm if I post on social media, which I guess I'm talking about my now, I post on social media, but before I did that. I unfriended you. I I don't even want to be friends. I don't want you to see because what's going to happen is your circle of family and friends is going to send it to you regardless. (laughs) So I rather that happen than you having access just to see what it is that I'm doing. So when it comes to just kind of what the you said what the hardest thing is. I feel like for me is the getting out of habit. So what I mean by that is like, obviously habit is you, you know, you talk to this person about certain things, you, when certain situations happen and Lord knows that this year has been a year for me. And so there are like, you know, times where you would go to this person and or during the holidays, which are... What you talk about last season with me whenever the holidays... Remember that? (laughs) Which are about to come up, which at first I was kind of not dreading them, but just like preparing myself for it. But honestly, I think I'm fine now. Like, granted, I don't know what I would feel like when I get into it, but I mean, you know, we'll mm-hmm. face that battle when it comes. There you go. Um, But I think that that's probably the hardest thing is just kind of creating new habits. Because especially if you've been with someone for so long or interacted with them mm-hmm. for so long, you develop certain 
things that you do mm-hmm. with them or that are centered not centered around them but like include them yeah so just creating new habits because we as humans are creatures of habit and it so is like a hard thing so that i feel like would be the hardest because emotion wise for me baby i'm good <laughs> <laughs> which is so weird that is weird but because i've allowed myself to feel my emotions and so I'm not good. harboring on them anymore. I think, and I think that's where we differ in things. And I don't know if that's the Libra in you and your balancing shit with your scales and shit and me being the cancer and like being so feely is as much as I think once I get, if I'm the person that initiates a breakup, I think it takes me a lot to get to the point where I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. And like, we're done with this. So I've slowly started to like process those feelings throughout the thing of just like, mm, I don't know if this is gonna work out right, you know? But then I think the part for me, whenever it finally comes down to it, is the fact of me in my Cancerian brain. <laughs> and I don't like, let me know this how you are too is like when I'm with the person, once I finally decide that I do want to be with you, like in my mind, I'm building this life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, this is what our future is. And so when it comes to breaking up, it's like me literally having to alter this future that I thought I saw. So it becomes hard because I'm like, this was supposed to happen at this time. Mm-hmm. And I know that's wrong because I shouldn't plan for shit because what they say, you make, you tell God your plans and blah, blah, blah. And so like that, so like I'll be, I'm sitting there like, this is what I thought was gonna happen. Like we're here now, but then like in two months, we're supposed to be doing this, we're doing this. So it's like, we break up and then I'm still in my mind having to reconcile with these plans I thought yeah. we were making. And then now it's not happening. So how do I move forward from there? Mm-hmm. I think that part for me is the hardest because now I'm having to create a new normal for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I thought this is how shit was going to be. And then now it's like, yeah, so moving the plans you made, nigga, nah, nah, they don't. Nah, they don't. And so I think that for me has always been the hardest part is like, because you do get comfortable. Like you said, you make yeah. these habits and you get comfortable with, with the person, and then it's just like, now it's different. And then you aren't able to, I don't want to say you aren't able to see past, or maybe that's just me. Like, I, I get into a place where, like I said, like, I'm planning things for us. Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm having to plan things for me, I'm like, anytime I'm doing something that I thought was going to be with another person, then I'm like, oh shit, now this feels weird mm-hmm. to be doing this solo. So I think that's always the hardest part for me is like okay now you single nigga like what the fuck like you're here i don't know i think we differ in that instance because younger natalie probably would have been thinking that way Mm -hmm. but i feel like this natalie Mm -hmm. has learned to live in the moment more so than not and so i don't think that too far ahead in that aspect okay, of it. That's fair. Because I rip myself back in. <laughs> Cause the shit ain't promised. Ain't none of this shit promised ain't never promised. <laughs> but <laughs> like I obviously I plan, but not to that extent because 
I feel like I try to stay in the present because I have been so, especially with this nigga, I have (laughs) been so accustomed to learning that, you know, things will change and and whatever the case may be. And so I've did. Um, (laughs) But I say all that to say that I really, as a whole, as a human being, not just in regards to relationships, that I try to stay in the present as much as possible. But that I feel like limits me from thinking too, too far ahead and creating things in the future based off of how I'm feeling now because I know how I'm feeling now is going to change from day to day. And so that for me is not necessarily a problem, but I can see how it would be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's just, that's normal. Mm-hmm. Like to do. And I think for me, like when it comes to shit like that, like I'm, relationship teach is very, because like you can ask, I would say ask you, but I know you can ask Drew. I'm so nonchalant when mm-hmm. it comes to like dating that when I finally decide like I'm gonna let my wall down and be relationship teach, it's like you you enter level five instead of being a level studio <laughs> game with teach. And so, like, once I finally get to that point, like, that's when I, like, you had to jump some hurdles <laughs> to get to that point for me to relax into it. So then once I'm relaxed, I'm like, this is utopia. We're going to be together forever. So then when shit go left of center, I'm like, all right. So now we have to recalculate every single plan we made. Recalculate. <laughs> recalculate roots. <laughs> exactly. And so I think for me and then me being which I say I'm a planner but like lately what, me and planner have not been the best of friends but like so like and I, maybe that's because of the breakup like I'm like I don't want to plan far ahead like I'm just going to live here mm-hmm. but then I'm such a like what do I need to do like XYZ like I need to do one two three four five steps and so like once I get to that point in a relationship where it's over I'm like where do we go? It's like the episode of SpongeBob <laughs> where he was like, had to throw everything, like the episode when he was inside his brain and everything was burning. He had to throw everything. Like, no way. We uh, was at a fancy restaurant. That's how I feel. I'm like, we throwing that shit out. We burning this document. And it's like, what the fuck? I don't know. It's but I mean, weird. you're preaching to the choir when it comes to that aspect of it because how long did it take me? 10 years. Wow. To even get to the point where I was considering, because I, what, what was I gonna do? Live my life. Well, there's also. Um, but I, I think I was just more accustomed to like, I need to switch it mm. because I've already kind of knew um, when it comes to like living in the moment. But you know, I I do understand where you're coming from because mm-hmm. it's like it takes so much for you to get to that mm-hmm. point. So yep. now you're considering long term because it mm-hmm. took that much to get there right. to get there right um yeah. so yeah understandable for sure so next thing as we're going through the journey of a breakup who and I, i'm pretty sure i know this answer but i might not because i don't i mean i think i know the answer but i don't know the excuse, excuse me journey to get to said answer who is the first person that you tell once you've broken up no, I mean, I said I know 
I'm pretty sure I know who, but I don't know the journey to get to that because for me, as much as it's most likely going to be, I was just about to say, <laughs> I know it's going to be you. I don't know how long it will take me to tell you from initial moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for you, I'm pretty sure it's almost the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. How, what does it, what did that process look like? Yeah, what does that process look like from you finally being like, okay, this happened, and then let me tell somebody. Like, what are what are your thought processes between that point, and then like, how long do you go between you're like, all right, I'm comfortable enough, because that's all right, I'm comfortable enough to be like, so shit, this happened. <laughs> well, so, the distance and the who between the situation happening and the who I'm gonna tell, mm-hmm. It takes the situation happening, and then it takes the time in between for me to tell myself <laughs> that this has happened. <laughs> there you go. And I say that to say, and obviously you know me, but it's just like, there ain't nobody that I'm telling about anything until yeah. I've completely right. understood it myself. Well, she got <laughs> So the situation might happen and then it might take some time, but the first person I'm telling is myself because clearly Natalie wasn't present when the situation was happening. So time-wise, honestly, I don't know how long that takes. If we're talking about this instance in particular, mm-hmm. um, I would say it was Pretty quick and pretty long, if that makes sense. No, uh, <laughs> because I'm very confused. <laughs> so obviously, I think so. In in this instance, with this whole breakup, if you guys hadn't known, um, I am single. <laughs> you see, single what? as a Pringale. Um, well, once you pop, you can't stop. And like, I don't know if my friends can feel this and or like in particular you which I, I mean I hope but like <laughs> I know that this is different like I've stopped talking to this person multiple times before mm-hmm. but this is, was a different experience because I've entered a whole new level of interacting with this person mm-hmm. and it didn't work out and therefore I'm taking 20,000 16,000 20, <laughs> steps back you know Mm -hmm. um and i'm standing on that ten toes deep Mm -hmm. so with that being said for me to have gotten to that place and then to have shared it with people outside of myself Mm -hmm. i.e you Mm -hmm. um and you (laughs) i'm just kidding i should always family though too but just for you and family like that takes a lot Mm -hmm. for me to do that because now i have to stand to it because Mm -hmm. i'm not going to say anything unless i'm standing to it and um i think it's pretty clear that i am standing to it because it's been said. So time-wise, I just don't really know what that looks like because this was a isolated incident. (laughs) Um, But I think if we're not talking about time, I think it just more is me just being sure on my decision. Mm -hmm. That's 
that's my indicator of whether I tell and then who I tell is you. (laughs) It's funny saying in very similar instances because I think for me, for me and my house, um, it's one of those things of, I'm trying to think of how to put it eloquently because you're not trying to be such a um, a poet, <laughs> a, a, a poet laureate. Um, it, as far as when it comes to time, I think for me, again, I haven't been in a lot of relationships, and I think speaking to the previous one, it's funny because Sism, Sism, gotta love Sism. Like she had in one of her songs, that I, I think it's uh, "Too Late," the song "Too Late" off of SOS. And she said, every time you break my heart, it feels new. And I think for me, because a majority of my instances when it comes to moving forward or moving on from relationship has been with the same person. Um, <clears throat> it's been ever since I felt as though it wasn't, I won't say it wasn't real, but I felt like at each quote unquote breakup, there was still hope. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, so I never wanted to be like I'm completely through. Even though, pretty much with you, I would say not. Nah, I was about to say, them. but I think in my mind, it was almost like you know. <laughs> I wish the camera was to roll up this hard news. If have you seen? Uh, there's a, a, a TikTok or something. Drew sent it to me, and it was like how you be testing the waters when you dating, and this is man. He'd be like, ha ha ha, because nobody and he look like. <laughs> see what they gonna say? That's where I'd be like, where it's like, man, I'm done. Like I don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> to see what your friends gonna say, like, yeah, you should have been done. But then if they don't say that, you like, okay, you know, like tiptoe back into this. But I think that that determines when I decide to say something mm-hmm. because I think I also I'm a cancer and I, as much as I try to deny it, like I'm a very emotional person. So in the heat of some shit happening, I might say to you, like, man, fuck them, I ain't dealing uh-huh. with this no more. And then you, supportive friend that you are, be like, yeah, no, like I understand, I completely. And then five seconds later, like, I mean, I knew, like, you know, <laughs> like that because. But that that's because I'm responding to you. You, my emotions. Yeah. And then I come back and be like, because no, I know myself, I don't no. ever say never. And I need to. I need to <laughs> because I knew. Well, I'm letting you know now it's never. But ah. I think that, no. I think never say that never. determines how long it takes me to tell a person yeah. that like, nah, this like this is what happened. Or like, I guess to just come clean with the story of what happened. Because right. I'm very uh-huh. private when it comes, like as much as I tell you a lot, I tell Drew a lot of stuff, like when it comes to like the nitty gritty, I'm very, yeah. mm-hmm. I'll give you like little breadcrumbs, like hands on griddle to let you know, like maybe this happened or maybe this didn't, but yeah, this is where we are now. So I think that's what determines it for me is just once I get to that point of like being able to, like you said, sit with it for myself and be like, okay. And the funny part about it is like in the meet, the interim of that, I was still be talking to my friends, like everything is good. Not necessarily about that, but I'm not going to show that I'm, I don't say suffering because that's kind of heavy, but like that I'm dealing with this. Going through something. Yeah. Until, and it's weird for me because I mean, I'm just saying it's weird for me. It's interesting because 
I know I'm gonna tell y'all, but why am I not comfortable to say this is like right now, this is what I'm in the midst of and like, I feel like I have to like figure it out first. And I don't know, that's weird. And we can That's not weird, because that's exactly what I do. But are we not weird? <laughs> no. Because I'm normal? highly influenced by other people's opinions. Not, not, oh, well, let me take that back. <laughs> I'm not influenced by other people's opinions, but I mm-hmm. consider other people's opinions and it takes longer for me to make a decision. When it's just me, granted mm-hmm. that I know that I'm the one in it, because mm-hmm. when I hear other people's opinions, it's secondhand mm-hmm. feedback. So that exactly. So it's just like, I don't need to bring that into the, the situation. Right. So I don't think that it's weird for you <laughs> to, now if you are figuring it out by yourself, for 10 years, then maybe. Nah, I ain't been on 10 years. Um, but if it is that like, for each isolated situation, like mm-hmm. you take your time to figure it out prior to bringing other people involved in it, that's 100% what I do. And I love that um, kind I... of approach to it because that has been super beneficial for me because <laughs> I know, I know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you are your mother's Um I guess maybe that is how I approach it in the sense of like I don't know I guess it's just also like going back to the like when I said like I'm sad but confused I'm still trying to process what the fuck just happened <laughs> yeah. so it's like did this really like nah because I think we all think of ourselves as these um I can say we all. I think of myself as relatively aware mm-hmm. of things. And so when shit happens out of the ordinary of what I'm thinking would happen, it's like, whoa, well, this is stage left of mm-hmm. what I thought would. Cause and this is sad and I don't know if maybe this is you too like when it comes to relationships like and maybe this is my issue maybe this like thinking of worst case scenarios Hmm. I think of them in the sense of like before the walls come down with said person it's like I'm thinking like what's the worst that can happen okay Am I willing to accept if this happens or what if this happens, how you gonna I am such a overthinker in the sense of like, I'm about to like imagine every possible scenario. And so most of the times, whenever the set scenario that I thought of comes up, I'm okay. Because I'm like, I thought about this, like, okay. And in the, the fact that I thought about this and I also thought about how we're gonna work past it. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that. So. If it ever gets to a point where I'm like, fuck you, and we need to separate, it's some shit I would have never thought of, i.e. you sleeping with your best friend. That is some shit that I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, I not to put in whatever, I don't even care anymore, like, fuck all that shit. I'm just like, that is some left field shit to where I'm like, okay, now I have to reprocess on a singular level. Like I need to get my shit together or wrap my, what I thought was expensive brain around what the fuck just happened before I'm like, so mad. (laughs) 
even though when that shit happened, I think I was so shocked that I was like, so nigga. <laughs> but enough, because I know before we get into too many details of what the fuck is going on in our lives. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How, when you're going through said breakup, like what are some coping mechanisms outside of liquor, because I know we use those, that you use to, I don't want to even say get through it, but kind of get back to center for you? Like, what do you do? I need to look finer, better. (laughs) I need to be in the best, like state that I know that I can be wait, not necessarily huh? for this n- nigga <laughs> but wait, for myself I think you're jumping a little ahead of this topic what are the coping mechanisms you use that's what I was going to tell you <laughs> because I had to tell you my goal first to tell you what do I do okay. in order to get there so what I do is If y'all are avid listeners, I work out (laughs) tremendously. Expeditiously. (laughs) Because for one, it helps me, but then two, it helps me reach my goal of looking finer and better. Because I saw a post somewhere and I did send this to my ex. Well. And it was like, if you lose weight after the breakup, <laughs> you were the problem. And he was. <laughs> and he goes, oh. you always lose weight after we like stop talking to each other. That should tell you something. That should tell you because I'm stressed in wow. it. Anywho, so working out for me. <laughs> um, <Give it> to <laughs> As well as just like busying myself. I think that distraction is the best for me because Mm -hmm. this is a situation essentially that I cannot control, I cannot change. Mm -hmm. So therefore let me do other things that will just kind of allow for time to pass, but in a beneficial way. Drinking is not the best. It's not, but I guess it adds (laughs) here and there. It's supplements, but I will say like the working out aspect of it, as well as just doing new things for me. I've been trying to do new things recently. Um, And then just, you know, just, I guess finding things to make the time go by. And then Mm -hmm. I look up and I realize, damn, Mm -hmm. this much time has really gone by. Like this is, this is odd. Um, So, I think that probably has been helpful as far as coping, as well as dis- de- detaching. Mm-hmm. Sure. So kind of like we were going back to social media, like in the past, if I have hate for you, that's still emotion and I don't want that. Yeah. So I need to just out of sight, out of mind you. I'm glad you said so that. So that, that's what I do. Also, while I, and it, it's weird because as I was like preparing, like, what are we talking about? Like, obviously, I was going through some, you know, uh, what am I saying? Removal. <laughs> some cleanup, cleanup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. I was going through that, and then I've been on, like, the only real social media that I've been on lately is like Twitter, yes, whatever you want to call it. But I, like I said, that other tweet, and then someone else tweeted. When the relationship ends, I meet you everywhere. 
<laughs> you feel everybody, period. This is also true. Because also, I'm very much in, like they said, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. I'm very much in out of sight, out of mind. And I don't remember when it was that I came to that realization. And it might have been because I've cut off people. This and so to the point where, like, once I mute and or block you, I don't think about you. And I think that kind of kind of solidified the out of sight, out of mind thing. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not seeing you, then I'm not thinking about you. And I guess. I will also say, like, for me, the going back to your busying yourself, the only time that I really think about shit like that is on weekends. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm working, I'm not thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And once I get off from work, I'm probably taking a nap and, <laughs> and dealing with, like, okay, oh, I gotta get that. But then on weekends, I don't have that distraction. Yeah. And so that's always been the hardest part. Like, when it gets to weekends, I have to sit in my lovely feelings of everything that I'm like, ah. but for me coping, I try not, I'm trying not to drink it away. Like Salon said, I'm trying to drink it Um, <laughs> I've been trying to, I want to say distract myself because that sounds terrible. No, it's um, not it's terrible. It's not a terrible thing. It's something no, that right. is I guess not, it depends I on how you dis- are distracting yourself. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, liquor is not exactly a great distraction, but I think with me, like, diving back into the show and, like, being able to, like, focus creatively on something outside of that, as well as just being, like, what makes Teach happy? Mm-hmm. What can I do to, to like, throw myself into that? And I, even that word, that verbiage sounds weird because it's like throwing, it's like, okay, I'm distracted, and distractions are good. But I'm like, what changes can I make lifestyle-wise that will, damn, all this sounds bad to say, fill the void of this person, but... But that's what it is. I mean, it is, is it? Distraction is helpful when something, when you're you're using it to cope with something that you cannot control. In this situation, you cannot control. So distraction is is helpful. So that's what I've been doing. I've been, that's my coping mechanisms, especially because I feel like I feel as though, like I, do, I feel like whenever I'm in a relationship or whatever, that I focus so much of my energy on that person mm-hmm. that then I begin to forget or ignore my shit. Mm-hmm. Like not even like an emotional thing, but it's like, oh, I want to like podcast for instance. It's like, oh, I'm in the relationship. I forget about this, like the planning, the this, the this. And so then finally when they're done, it's like I'm able to focus back on the things that actually bring me joy outside of another person. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where my coping has been, is like diving into this or even like putting more focus into work and being able to be creative more so in work and doing all the fun things that make teach teach. Like, I think that's been the most helpful thing during this recent Mm-hmm. transition. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. And before we jump into, I feel like this is a good segue into a lighter aspect of this topic, so we can stop being all what is that retrospective. <laughs> we can go into more of a futura. Is that futuro? Mm-hmm. So yes, let's take a Alana. Alana, that's her name. It wasn't Bianca. It was a 
When Alana says jump, you jump. Um, What's it? Y'all, we're talking about that's a raven. Um, um, Adrian Horton. <laughs> her character. On Raven. It was What's Alana. When yes. Alana says jump, you, you jump. jump. It's not Bianca. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> while we, as we obviously went to something so left. Because you said Fatuda. Yes. Um, We'll take a quick break and get back into the episode with something a little bit more positive as we look to the... Fatoodle. (laughs) (laughs) Future. (laughs) Yes, the future. So come back and we are going to... his next venture of questions mm-hmm. or question that he has for us. Um, so I'm going to pass it to you. Oh, have peace like you used to. Uh-uh. Anyway, so also uh, a tweet that I saw in this kind of piggybacks off of the previous and then intro is a new thing of someone <laughs> uh, saying how they cope is Delete or restart my life in peace. We are now strangers and I will never reconnect. Which both of us know that's not always cookie cutter-ish. Exactly, exactly. So (laughs) in saying that, what or when do you first decide like you're going to start over, you're gonna move forward? What emotion comes up then for you? Like once you've broken up and you've decided it's time for me to move forward, what is the emotion for you? So the disappointment turns into to disgust. So it's like, I don't want this nigga. Like, (laughs) it's not that I have hate for you or anything, but it's more so like, this is not the nigga that I need to be with. Like, so. I, that's what it is. The, the D turns into the D. <laughs> Disappointment turns into disgust. And I think once I start seeing you through that lens, it's kind of like, okay, we can, we can get this ball rolling. And it's funny because I think that's a good word to put because disgust. Like, yeah, it's that's just disgust. It's like, because then once you get to that, the point of like reconciling with all the emotions that you had during all that and being like, you start to look like, why was I this gung-ho over this person? Like, why was I so in? Well, so I don't discount it. Cool. And I think that's what is D <laughs> Disappointment, disgust, discount. I don't discount it because I don't want to invalidate what I felt in that moment. 
because okay. I know how I felt. Okay. And yeah. I know it was valid because okay. of what I was being shown. And, okay. Um, and I guess that's... Because when you start to do that, you start to question like your own judgment on things. And it's like, well, damn, do I have like not the best of judgment on things? Or blah, blah, okay. But I know I have really good judgment. I chose to overlook what I wanted to overlook. Okay, and I chose part. to... I knew exactly what I was going into. Like, granted, like when I look back at all these things, I I know what I was doing, but it's just like I needed to go through it myself to figure out, like, okay, if this is what it is that I wanted. This nigga just showed his ass, and you know, um, that that's that's on him. Um, so, but yeah, I don't like acknowledge what you felt when you felt it. And don't discount it being off of where you're at now. And that's fair. That's that's really um, mm-hmm. that that's a good one because I think that is where I get. And I'm not going back to this word before. We're going to stay in the positive, but I think that's where I get is like I almost not judge myself. I can't think of another word for it. Question but it's judgment. Like I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I question my judgment of like. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose to ignore it then? I think that's where I get. So I think whenever it comes to finally being able to, like, wanting to start over. Your situation might be different from mine, though, when it comes to that, because maybe, maybe you slightly did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we're being but honest. I with you completely, because, again, I think that's why where I get... When I start to think back and I'm like, I don't want to say, I mean, yes, there were, there were red flags that I thought were pink flags uh-huh. that I ignored, but then also I think the actions of said person tried to talk those pink flags into like a light yellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So when it finally comes to me being like, mm-mm, that me moving forward, I think the first emotion that comes up for me is, I don't want to say fear, I'm trying to think of a less fear move, but I guess it's nervousness. I guess that would be the, the best thing is like nervous to start over because it's like, in this situation, for me, <clears throat> It had been so long since I entered dating mm-hmm. prior or since that that I'm like, what? And I think also going back to like the instance of the breakup and how that went, it was like I started questioning myself, like, was I not good enough? And so it brings all those things up. And it's just like, am I not? good enough so like why would I want to jump back into this because if I want to get from this person like why would I be so you're nervous to like jump back out mm-hmm. there and like do this whole dating thing which dating today is trash mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um 1000% and so I think that's what comes up for me is nervousness and not or even uncertainty maybe a good word to put there because like you don't know what you're getting yourself into anymore because you put yourself out there in this situation and look how it turns out. Right. So it's like, now you're uncertain of like, why would the next thing be different? Mm-hmm. 
so what I do think <laughs> maybe a good term. the D's <laughs> when you go without the D's you realize the actual D's that were at play during this whole situation maybe accurate I'm not even going to hold you because <laughs> possibly um <laughs> continuing on to our trying to be in a positive light what when you're dealing with when you're going through this starting over phase, like how do you gauge your healing process in that? Like how do you know like, okay, I'm moving forward and not relapsing? Like what do you, are there markers that you put in place where you're like, okay, I was able to do this. I think for me, whenever I was dealing with it, it was like, okay, I got through something that we did together on my own. Mm-hmm. And then also it's like, okay, I went three days without thinking about this person. Ooh, look at us. We're getting the fuck out of there. Like, what are yours? Do you have those markers that you like, or do you have those markers and do you actually like check them off mentally? Mm -hmm. Or is it just like you look back and was like, I did that shit. No, I think mine are similar. And I think it kind of goes back to just like the creatures of habit. So, obviously, you know, for me, this person was somebody that I would just call for random things that I could just figure out myself. So, being specific and giving an example, um, obviously, which listeners don't know, but got into a wreck, totaled my car, all that good stuff. (laughs) I could have figured out next steps and what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. But why would I do that when I have somebody who is willing to help me. Mm-hmm. So that is a prime situation of like, okay, I did that, got into a wreck, called him immediately because I don't know what to ask the mm-hmm. police or I don't know what to tell the police or I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so they were on the phone with me the whole time. And then obviously they have connection with working at like a rent-a-car place so I was like come with me to get a rent-a-car and they did and I got a fucking g-wagon like I was rolling in style but I think like obviously that was just kind of go-to help like granted I didn't need to go to them but I mean why not but I think a specific thing was when I was driving by myself in the g-wagon from Houston to Beaumont. And I realized I hadn't put gas in this car. I don't know if I told you this, I told Chelsea no. this. I hadn't put gas in this car and it was getting to the point where I needed to put gas in the car. And I pulled over to the gas station and I sat there and I was like, how the fuck do I open the gas tank? <laughs> Immediately, I picked up my phone and clicked on this person's name and I said, uh, no. (laughs) And I went to YouTube and I searched up the car and I said, how do you open this gas tank? And I found it out. And I was like, oh, that's easy. You know, cause each car is different. Mm -hmm. You know, my my car, my my RAV4 has a button inside of it. Like, it's like a open in the trunk type of button. But for the G-Wagon, you just pressed on the actual gas tank Mm -hmm. and it just kind of like popped open. Mm -hmm. 
But you wouldn't have known that if this wasn't your car and this wasn't right. my car. And so I was like, immediately I could just go call this person. But I said, no. <laughs> so needless to say, that was a very long winded story to say. Like, <laughs> I, I think for me, those are the markers when I'm choosing to not take the easy route because I can because I know that this person will and always be there for mm -hmm. me but I can't allow this person to have not the access Influence. but I can't allow this person to think because what I've known they're going to spin it into whatever narrative they want even though I know that I'm addressing it in a certain way mm -hmm. it's going to be spun in the narrative as if like Oh, this person still needs me. I don't need you. I I choose you because it's convenient for me. <laughs> but now I think that person understands that. But uh, back then, I don't think that person understood like when I'm communicating with them about certain things that like I'm doing it because I want to. It's making my life easier, not necessarily because I I don't know how to do it myself. Cause I can, it just might take me a little bit longer. <laughs> so that was a perfect example of like, I think indicators for me mm -hmm. is just like, again, going against the habit that you're used to. Because mm -hmm. um, this person, you, uh, you know that this mm -hmm. person is connected in so many ways that it makes my life so much easier to not have to think about anything. Yeah. And so now I'm having to think. With me, I, and I think I don't, I don't know, but I, I don't. Whenever I'm even in a relationship, I think even as me being the emotional whatever that I am, I don't let people in that easily. So even if I'm in a relationship, it still takes a lot. So in those instances, like how you are very much so. Like you, I don't, not depend, but you lean mm -hmm. on the other person to help in certain instances because that's how. But again, how long did it take? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I'm not that. So for me, like, excuse me, the way that I, I guess, start gauging like when I'm finally done is like not feeling those urges to communicate, mm -hmm. which I guess is very similar to how you're saying, like. Mine may be just like to talk to you, yours may be to like communicate, like how do I, or whatever, like that. Like, I think that's mine is like not having the urges to be like the first person that I jump to, whatever. Like, because one of the ways that we connected was music, mm -hmm. and so, like, as much as like I would love to, like, oh, send you a listen song. to this or send a song or something like that, I'm like, mm. So I know that like things are getting easier for me whenever that's not the first thing that comes to mind is like, oh, let's, let me sit. Yeah. You know, like it's like that. I think that's how I start gauging it. As well as like once I'm in a space of there's Meta. And why do I use everything in music? That's weird. Um, but Meta, and she's great. If you have a store, Meta, she has a what's that one called? When I call your name, something I don't know. It's a great album. Last album, she said, but there's a song she has a title song that's called "Kissing New People," and in the song she says, "You know, heartbreak is gone, but it feels this good kissing new people." And I'm not saying that I'm like I hate being a hoe, but 
Mm-hmm. What I will say is whenever I'm to the point where I'm not thinking about this person on a sexual level or like whenever I get to that point where I'm like, I need to have sex, then I'm not like recalling these intimate moments or anything like that. Like I think that's when I'm finally in a space of like, okay, we're mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And so I can kind of like disassociate certain things that I do have fun with with said person. Yeah. Where I can just be like, alright, we're good. It's cool. Even though as hard as that is, and it, it takes time. And I think when going through back to phase one of breakups, it's like it's a slow, steady wave of shit to when you finally get to that point you're just like, mm-hmm, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm, we're done. We're done with that. We're done. Yeah. And then the last thing, um, or one of the last things, how long, and I think, I don't think either of us have answers for this, but I do want to ask it because I also want our lovely listeners to think about this. How long do you wait before you start dating again? Um, I think that varies because for one, if you ask my ex, it's while we are in a relationship, we should start dating other people. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But I think that's an indication of mm, so many other things. <laughs> but when it comes to a time limit, mm-hmm. I don't think that there's necessarily like a time limit. I think it's more so of like where you are as a person just with this whole situation because you know i think the cliche thing to do is when you haven't healed or you haven't matured is to go into this whole phase or whatever the case may be listen baby (laughs) i am all for a whole phase because i don't think it's a phase i think you do what you need to do like yeah exactly what the what anyways (laughs) but with that being said I think that you as a healed or going into a healed, you know, version of yourself Mm -hmm. that for one, there's no time limit. And then two, you just have to be in a position to have discernment. Is that the word Mm -hmm. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of? Yeah. Of like who is worth it and who is not. Fair. So. That that was really what put actually. Because if you meet somebody who is worth it early on in this position of uncertainty, of uncertainty mm-hmm. it would be a disservice for you to block them out. Right. But also, if you meet someone early on that is not worthy of it and yeah. you just allow them to be in then that's just kind of indicative of just like where you're at with everything like you're just again finding a distraction but like we said all distractions not good distraction so it's just like you're going back to kind of creating worse matters for yourself and so i mean i can speak to this because i who we've all been there um i've lived my life at this point i'm 30 y'all um so I've lived my life for sure, um, mm-hmm. but I think that would be kind of what I would say okay. to that. And then I think same for me because I don't think I don't as 
I've gone through the ups and downs with one person of being like, we're done, we're not, we're done, we're not. In those interims of thinking I'm ready, because in those spans of time, like, I'm ready to, you know, step back out there. I realized that wasn't. And the, I think the part, the part that's always the hardest is, I'm trying to think how to say this without, whatever, fuck it. Is it like almost lying to yourself of being like, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. When you're not, when you have a fully processed all the shit that has gone on, all the shit that you're feeling is like, you're just trying to like expedite the moving forward. But is that due to, and this is specifically to you, because I mean, it could be to other people too, but like in your situation, is that ready to move on influenced by not wanting to feel the uncomfortness of being alone? I don't know if it's necessarily the uncomfort. That, yeah, that. Yeah. I think it's more so uncomfort, discomfort, discomfort. <laughs> I think it's uncomfort. What the fuck was I saying? I think it's. <laughs> I think in my in my situation specifically, it's more so. <laughs> wow, we really uncomfort. Word and my client earlier today, she was like, brain fall, brain fall. I was like, girl, you have not seen me just yet. <laughs> I think it's not necessarily the, the discomfort of me being alone. It's more so, I think, trying to expedite the process of getting over the person. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like wanting to be like okay. done and move forward until you utilize, you use people, sadly. You use people to try to get over that, but until you're actually able to get over said person, no matter who is in the vicinity, it's not gonna help. Right. Because you're always gonna think about said person. At least that's how it is in my situation, or had been in my situation. It's like using other people is like I'm using sex and I'm using all these vices to move forward when it's like I'm not willing to sit in this is what happened. Mm -hmm. And so I think that for me has been the determinant of like when I'm moving, when trying to move forward. And I will say it has been very sloppy in the past, which is why I've always been back. But now I think I'm to the point where it's like being able to just sit in it and be like, okay. So similar to how you said, like, I don't think there is a timeline for me either. It's just like, I guess coming to terms with what has happened first of all yeah. and not there yet uh, 1000% but also I think I, I couldn't say what it was that triggered this book being like I know that I don't want to go back mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so I, I can't maybe listeners out there they know what their point was please let us know but for me I don't know what the point was where I was like I don't want to go back to it it might be hard as fuck right now, but I know that going back isn't the answer. And but so I know I'm choosing to move forward to something. Yeah. But I don't know what that something is. Maybe it's a river or a stream 
through the middle of two mountains or whatever the fuck like that is. That sounds like mm-hmm. and shit. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know what the fuck it is, and I think that's also one of the things that's uncomfortable. It's like you don't know what the fuck the future holds, but you're like choosing to move forward despite it, and I think that's my that's like my gauge or my motivation or even just like I'm okay with it mm-hmm. like finally settling into that it's like I'm okay with moving forward despite what could be there the uncertainty because dating is trash um especially in your 30s because you can't even make fucking friends in your 30s like ooh, how am I supposed to date so <laughs> that's been the thing that I'm just like okay and I think that's given me the strength uh, the strip to just determine that I'm going to move forward in the situation and I think even going back and I think I'm, I'm going to ask you this too but like trying not to allow the past to influence the future of like how I choose to interact with people mm-hmm. because again like I said previously like it takes a while for me cancer Michelle, uh, to break that wall down to be vulnerable with people have a conversation, have deep intellectual or emotional conversations with people. So I'm trying my hardest not to allow the past to influence the future when I'm with people or whatever. And I think, do you, is that how you operate with it too? Or do you catch yourself like being like, mm, I see certain things in this person that I saw in this person previously or do you try to do clean slate I remember Summer Walker saying that she was like no once we start like it's a clean slate and yeah. I don't care what I want and I was like mm, interesting so for me it I will say that it's a clean slate in the sense of like I'm treating this person as if they are new Okay. but what I will say what I'm taking away from past situations mm-hmm. but it only involves myself is that I communicate 100% better this go around so I feel like in the past like of course like I consider myself to be an honest person but um not but and (laughs) (laughs) that you know you'll have little white lies here and there when it comes to certain things I feel like this go around when I am you know possibly entertaining people that I am honest to a fault and not a fault that's like turn you away but if you get turned away that you're lost like right, it's not right. you're, you're not meant you're for me in yeah so you know you so i'm being very upfront about like where i'm at mentally emotionally physically all that good stuff like i'm being very upfront about where i'm at with so many things and you get to take it or leave it because right. i feel like in the past like my white lies would center around like not wanting this person to to leave or not be in my life anymore but i feel like now that's just kind of my takeaway when i'm looking forward is that i'm not necessarily judging the other person or like having anything against them but it's more so i'm choosing to do things differently because i know what i want and i know that I need to just be myself. Authenticity. Regardless of what I think the other person wants me to be. That, that, that's good. 
for me and granted I haven't really started jumping back out into dating and bullshit because I'm also granted I'm not looking for it trust <sighs> me and I and I, I think that I mean I don't listen to another episode for another time but I think that because I think prior to this situation that I just I wasn't looking for anything. And I think that's most of the time whenever you're not, I was say something and then negate halfway through. It was like, whenever you're not looking for something, that's when you find something. Right, literally. But then I wasn't looking for shit and then found something and then ended up in trash too. So, I don't know how true it is, but um, I think that's <laughs> it is like when you aren't looking for something because it's like the, Whenever pressure is removing a pressure it's diamonds and all this great shit. Um, but sometimes when there isn't the pressure of we need to be in a relationship or we're trying to be in a relationship, it's just like we are just doing us and it just so happens that we gel in this way, more organic shit happens yeah. in that sense. And I feel like that works out better in some cases because again, like I said, I feel like that this is how that Gelled and people So <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe that's going back into the dark. Uh, so we're not gonna go back there. But I, I will say I agree in the sense of just like wanting, um, not allowing how how things ended with another person to affect how it starts with another person. And I, I'm hopeful that whenever I do finally decide that I am ready to get back out there because Lord knows Drew tries to hook me up with anything that has a pair of legs, um, that I will, whenever I finally decide that I am going to do that, that I won't allow what happens in the past to, you know, dictate or influence how I move in those situations. Yeah. I think every person that we meet deserves a fair chance in being, you know, being, getting our authentic, un, un, oh God, what is the word I'm looking for? Un, unfiltered. Unjaded self. Thank you. That's a good word. Drake has a song about jaded and I think about it. But I also think, too, as a person, you need to not be stupid and discount the past in order for it to be repeated in the future which so that it's just like a fine line that you have to travel on which is why I will continue to say dating is trash (laughs) (laughs) obviously I've had a different experience yes you have Um, I I won't say that my dating experience isn't terrible I want to put that out there but I do feel like dating dating in general is hard Yes. It's just hard in general. I don't know. I can't say because I haven't started dating in my 30s to know, like, if it's more difficult than previous. But I think, okay, I'm going to, this is what I'm saying to close out this part, is I have the mindset that because I'm now in my 30s and I am choosing to deal with shit from my past mm-hmm. in a more mature manner that I think other people should. And so then I am nervous to jump back into this dating thing because what if everybody, every person hasn't done that work? 
Mm-hmm. And so then that lets Would me the fuck out. <laughs> because I'm going into this shit healed, happy, and healthy. Mm-hmm. And the other person is, I'm trying to think of three words that are like bad, but aren't on that same level. And then now I'm like, here the fuck we go again. It's like, you know, it's like. unhealed and mentally decapitated. <laughs> it's like, it's like going on a roller coaster. And I know you can attest to this. It's like, you know you're going to be scared mm-hmm. on a road, but you're like looking forward to the scariness. But then, like, you're ready it's and you're going. It's something that's tolerable. Thank you. It's tolerable to you. So you're like, I'm ready. Like, I know what I, I know what to expect. And then you go on the first loop and you get stuck fucking upside down. And you're like, well, this wasn't a part of my cards. And so then finally, you know, the mechanic comes and you get down and you're like, but I paid my money, so I'm gonna stay in the theme park. And then you go on another one, and you're like, it wouldn't happen again, because what are the odds of two of these things happening at one ride? <laughs> and granted, you don't know if it's gonna happen, but you're also in that thing of like, damn, I just got stuck. What if I get stuck again? Mm-hmm. So that ruins your experience but that's at the theme park. It's so close to one another, too. So you're discounting the factor of time that is being true. a thing. And that is possible. And which is why I will say, take your fucking time. <laughs> yes. Yes. But any part that you want to add to our healing or breakup part before we close out this show, because um, I feel like I could talk about this forever because fresh. And uh, I mean, yeah, mine's not as fresh as yours. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because I feel like yours, if anything, is fresher, but But my emotions are fresher. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Timeline-wise, it feels fresher. I've been checked out the beginning of the year. So I've already already thought through this all. I already felt through it all. Granted, I've been honest with myself about my emotions. So I think that has been helpful, but baby, I've already felt it. I've already experienced it. So yes, exactly what you just said. Like it feels like it should be opposite, but nope, it's it's uh it's very much on on point with the way it should be. Well, I am going to close this lovely episode with a mental health moment because I do want that to be a consistent thing throughout this lovely thing and I do want you to chime in because sometimes you know my mental health moments don't be mental healthy um sometimes I be a little left of center but I think um in the space that I am in now in regards to things of uh the mental health moment that I'm going to bring forth that Natalie or tell me you can shut the fuck up is take that uncertainty out of the go. And the reason I say that is because I feel like I, I said I, feel as though a lot of us could potentially be ignoring red flags or hearing what we want to hear when people speak and so if a person is giving you the not run around but again giving you half-ass answers 
we may take those as being as hearing what we want to hear the person say and running with it. That was my instance. Mm-hmm. And hearing what a person said and not taking it for what it was and almost using our rose-colored glasses to be like, they said this, but take what they're saying as at face value and act That's my thing because I think we all get up and we can get into situations where a person, and someone shows you who they are and you should have (laughs) believed them but you chose to see what you wanted to see and I don't know how to put that in beautiful packages and maybe my lovely Natalie put on her therapist hat and, and fix that up for me but I think that could save heartbreak that can save a lot of time, a lot of hours, a lot of money <laughs> in some situations. But I will say, take uncertainty as a no. And I think we will be better people. <laughs> what are your thoughts from a clinical standpoint? <laughs> so not a I'm clinical curious. standpoint, but as just a person. Okay, so you're not gonna put there at all. Okay. Disagree oh, no, and that's fine. with the statement of taking uncertainty as a no. Okay, why? I would edit it as take uncertainty as uncertainty because it's not a yes or a no, it is what it is. It's uncertainty. So you don't have the information needed to make a decision of what you need to do. Because okay. you're certain. So, you, I kind of agree with you as you were continuing to describe it <laughs> in regards to like when people show you who they are. Believe. Okay, so when I say uncertainty, I don't mean uncertainty within yourself. I mean when a person outside of you is uncertain about you. Take that as a no. And the reason I say that is because I. And this is me personally. Feel like a person who is sure about you isn't going to question. Mm, isn't going to question those feelings in the sense of or or okay, or. And I guess this okay. Well, I'm walking the same back because okay. Hold on. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. In the sense of, I feel like a person who is uncertain will be able to explain why. Or will be able to give you some kind of something. Because if someone's just like, "Mm, I don't know. Why? Why don't you know? Can you give me more than that? But if a person is just, eh, mm, we'll see. I don't know. It's like, what are you hiding in that? Mm -hmm. You know? So if a person 
is uncertain about something or even more mature enough about emotions or what what would I say? I don't know because it won't just be I don't know and then leave you there. And so that's where I want to get the uncertainty part is if a person is going to say, mm, I don't know, we'll see. What is it that is so <laughs> that you can't be like, that you can't elaborate and give me, because I feel like everything is a conversation, right? Yes, no, come on, give me one. Yes on. and no, because in a sense of like, I feel like that's for me, not an indication of the person not liking you, but it's a person who lacks the ability to communicate effectively when it comes to emotion and mentally. So okay. I feel like, granted, they could be communicating act accurately as to like what they're feeling in the moment. It's not make it's not going to make sense to you because they don't have the capacity. Not to say that they're dumb, but <laughs> they're ignorant on that level. Like they don't have the capacity to express in the way that you would like to have it be expressed granted that is only an excuse mm. a couple of times when it becomes a pattern that is a problem so i wouldn't rule somebody out instantly if that's like they showed me that a couple of times and we communicated through it so that's not an indication to me now I have been in experiences where what you're saying and what you're kind of like explaining is accurate. Like, but, but and, I do feel like it is still to this day an indication of just emotional immaturity. immaturity uh, and I think maybe that's where I'm at is in the sense of it's not the air. Those that get it, get it. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think I'm in a space. And I, I don't I don't say most people are because I don't think that. I don't want to say I don't think Whatever. I'm not about to keep on blanking and saying this. But. And. And. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be able to reciprocate what we expect. So that is where I will interject. Oh. Is because, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> In the sense of, going back to your original statement, like we need to take uncertainty as a no. Mm -hmm. That's not the question that we need to be asking. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not looking at the other person, and I feel like we do that so much. We look at the other person to gauge how we need to react or need to respond mm -hmm. as opposed to looking at what it is that we want mm -hmm. and whether or not we're getting what we want out of the situation. So I think in my mind, I don't look at the uncertainty of another person because that is not my question. I don't really care at mm -hmm. this point. It's how I feel about this situation. It's how I feel about our interaction, how I feel about where I'm at right now. And if I am uncertain about my behavior, then maybe I need to question some things. But like, other than that, I'm done looking for how this person feels about me or blah, 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 because I'm too what grown. <laughs> I'm at the old age of <laughs> 30. <laughs> 
needed a place to pin mm-hmm. L episode and ask for what do y'all think? Like, I think I'm not saying this is the first time we disagree with this. <laughs> um, but I, I would I'm so interested to see like what everyone's thoughts are on one the mental health phone, but also the topic of conversation as in breaking up and all this stuff like that. So please on our lovely socials, whether it be tickety tockety or uh Instagram or say Snapchat, what? I don't even don't have Snapchat. that. Um I use the phone thing. Um anyway, um yes, on our Instagram or our TikTok, please comment and let us know your thoughts on the episode or the mental health moment or even on SoundCloud, we are on there. Um, let us know what you think and how you felt about the episode because we may just read it on our next episode and see what y'all was feeling. As well as, please, we are going to attempt this season to um, bring back questions. Is it at ask Chris Little Pie? Mm-hmm. It is ask ASK because that's always a weird thing. To oh, say. I said ask. No, no, but I, I always ask and then it's like an ask. Uh, crazylittlepot at gmail.com be sure to send us any questions that you may have any advice that you may have about anything again I'm not a therapist Natalie is and she can put on that hat if we but do. I'm not your therapist that is also accurate mm-hmm. make sure you drive that home um, yeah don't be looking at us for like you know your clinical help because sure. <laughs> we I would say we ain't certified, but one of us is. Not for you. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, and then also be sure to follow us on all of our socials so you can make sure that you stay up to date with all the shit that we have going on, including maybe the cocktails that we have for the episodes and all that fun stuff. But on that note, I think it is time to get out of here unless Miss Natalie has anything that she wants to add to this lovely episode before we run away. Not at all. You don't. Well, then on that note, I hope that you all um, enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you all take care of yourselves. And we will see y'all on the lovely next episode of this podcast that we do. (laughs) So, yes. Bye, peoples. Adios.